Hi, peeps. So I'm going to show you, pardon me, I don't know why I do that little shuffle. As soon as I start press recording, I immediately start doing this. <clears throat> it's not, in, uh, not intentional. It must be some nervous twitch I've got. Hope it doesn't put you off. Apologies if it does. I'll try and quit. But I'll probably do it again tomorrow. Who knows? That's, that's why I think I'm a little nervous. You're not even aware you're doing them. Um, I want to show you this book that I've I'm, I haven't quite finished reading it, but I'm near the end. And it's fortunate I don't have a it's not a hard copy. It's on my Kindle. There it is, Heretic. All right, one scientist's journey from Darwin to design. Now, this isn't about it. This this video is not about evolution or design. I'm not trying to touch a match to that flaming pile of wood that'll. I'm not trying to uh, talk about that. So whatever side you're on in that debate, park it for now. It's not where, I, where I'm going. Um, what I'm what I'm particularly interested in is something he uh, he writes uh, at the beginning of chapter two uh, in this book. I knew the author 30 years ago, 30 35 years ago. Um, he was he is a brilliant microbiologist, Finnish microbiologist. And I've not had any contact with him for 30, 35 years. And when I did, when I last met him, it was in uh, Zurich or Basel, I can't remember which, in Switzerland. Um, and he was fairly early in his academic career, and he's since gone on to be prolific, for lack of a better term. Um, but that particular book, he's relatively recently published. And it's, it tells the story about how he became, he went from being a fully paid up member of the Charles Darwin fan club to a Darwinian skeptic, not denier, skeptic. Um, and whatever you th might think about that, park that for now. This is what he says at the beginning of chapter two. And this is the bit that I think applies to everybody, no matter what views we've got. We all have a tendency, he says, we all have a tendency to avoid knowledge that threatens our position and worldview. We are usually more interested in personal peace than in truth. We tend to put off uneasy thoughts. And scientists are no different, he says. No different from other people. A scientific, a scientific investigator's framework or paradigm often hinders him from fairly considering other views. The temptation is to consider a contrary paradigm to be not just in error, but heretical. And most of us reach our worldviews pretty early in life. And rarely do we change them. Now, that may or may not be right or good. Well, the question I want to ask you is a simple one. When's the last time you stuck your worldview on an anvil and took a hammer to it? When's the last time you took, you know, if this is, I don't know, this is one, you're holding up one rock, that's your world, but when's the last time you took another heart up and went like that, smash the two together to see what would happen, metaphorically speaking. We need to be doing that every day if possible. Because all of us, all our worldviews, no matter how old and wise we are or not, our worldviews are flawed. There are things that we've built our worldview on, assumptions we've based our whole lives on, 
that are probably in error. Maybe not all the time, but some of the time. So when is the last time you actually sat down and talked with somebody who had a diametrically opposite opinion to yours? I tend to be rather right-wing leaning libertarian. So I'm always on the hunt for diehard socialists and Marxists to sit down, or even if they're not diehard, but they're leaning that way, to sit down and have a rational discussion with them because I want to find out what do they know that I don't? Why have they reached the conclusions that they have? There's probably something that they know that they can teach me. And maybe I'll, maybe they even change my mind. Who knows? But if we're not doing that, then our worldviews don't get any better. And if your worldview doesn't get any better, you don't make much progress in life. So when's the last time you smashed your worldview hard into, into something that challenged your most basic treasured assumptions? You might even not you might not even know they're 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 treasured. You, because that's part of the problem with assumptions, is they become internalized. We forget about them, we forget they're there. And that's the value, I think, of science is that is that if you do it well is that you state your assumptions to start with you build a circle around that's a square you build a circle around a problem an issue and you state what you think the assumptions are and then you start to run an experiment on it and then you find out does your theory that you started with your, do your assumption, the assumption you started with, stack up still? Yeah? Cool. All right. No? Then you don't have any business hanging on to those assumptions. Ditch them. Find some better ones. Tweak, update, rejig your worldview all the time. It's hard work. Uh, it's We hate doing it because every one of us likes to think that our worldview is perfect and that we've got the world by the tail and we know everything that we need to know. And that's foolish. If you bump into me in the street and you think you've got something to tell me, tell me. I want to know. I want to learn. I'm prepared to have my worldview challenged. And uh, I might not be convinced but I still want to be challenged, and you should be too. Happy challenging. Have a good day.